Let's go, let's go, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Welcome to another edition of the Player of the Fan. I am yours truly, David Noel, the player, the coach, and we are joined by the beautiful Miss Kiara. Look. <laughs> Hey David, um, welcome to the day after a much needed, even though it's, it's a much little streak going on, but this was a different type of win. So welcome to the day after. Oh, Jesus. Welcome why, to the day why after. Was it, why was it a different why was it a different type of win, Kiara? Why was it a different type of win? Please I elaborate. Mean, Personally, they look happier. They looked more confident. They looked more um, efficient. They looked, um, their body language is a little different. Uh, Garrison was definitely uh, more active. You know, there was a, a 16 point Garrison, a double, double Garrison. Um, yeah, it was just different. Defense okay. was a little okay. better. A, a, a preseason I mean, ACC player of the year, Garrison. Yeah. So I, I just think it was a little better of a, of a game to me. <laughs> They no, it, it, and you're right. You're right. They absolutely looked better uh, yesterday than they had in the past. And guess what? They put up some points yesterday. Guess they what? Did. They also got some fast break points yesterday. They but did. guess what? You want to know why they look so good? No. Because Syracuse so plays a zone. They say, you know what? And a lot of people were concerned about that, but apparently no. it didn't have any impact. Uh uh. No. Yeah. For, for North Carolina, North Carolina is going to eat your zone up every single time. Now they eat it up for the ATC tournament. Now, hold on now. Okay. Uh, trust me. Oh, oh. North Carolina is going to eat your zone up every mm -hmm. single time. No, no yeah. matter who plays zone against North Carolina, and especially if they can prepare for it like they do with Syracuse every single year. Not with trust, the ACC tournament. North Carolina, listen, North Carolina is one of the best teams against the zone. This is when the two big lineup makes the most sense. I had no fear in this game. So, what happened last year at the ACC tournament? What are you talking about last year? Why are you always bringing up old stuff? I'm just like, saying. How many times have we beat Hurricanes? I'm, I'm just a lot. That's but, so, that's my point. Yeah, like, it's just like, that's like bringing up NC State. Like, just because they win one every now and then doesn't mean that y'all are relevant. And in this particular sense, and I'm not saying Syracuse is not relevant. Syracuse is very, very good. But. When it comes to playing North Carolina, when it comes to playing a zone against North Carolina, that is the best thing that can happen to North Carolina. If you play the man-to-man, -man, you got a much heck of a chance of winning versus playing a zone against North Carolina. Well, um, some notes from last night. Uh, this will be um, Carolina's 1,000 regular season conference game. And um, the seven and eighth. 708 wins are also the most in ACC history, regular season games. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was a really good feed. And to take note, Carolina is 14 and five against Syracuse, winning 10 of the last 11 games. So, yeah. Um, so, so, do you see my point? <laughs> I, I do. But I'm just saying they, they beat them pretty bad at the ACC tournament. So, uh, I, I again, just, I mean, a steak get a, a trash can get a steak every now and then. Well, ain't that the Ooh, same? What, 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 what is Shamar? <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, yeah, Shamar be having them isms, bro. Don't know, don't know why I be knowing what Shamar be talking about. There, there's even a steak behind Ruth Chris. No, wait, there's a steak even in the Ruth Chris garbage can. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And and and, and for the ACC tournament. That that was Syracuse. But again, mind you, Syracuse is always good. I just think North Carolina, Syracuse is the perfect matchup for North Carolina when it comes to North Carolina needing confidence. Yeah. Needing energy, needing to yeah. play a game that we very much gonna say, hey, this is the one that can turn our season around. Yeah. Because what what we this on the what three game winning streak? Yeah. Yeah, in, in conference too. Mm -hmm. So, and, and and even though, again, we still allow guards to kill us like a mug, but I, I felt like our energy was there last night. I felt mm -hmm. like guys that 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 needed to step up stepped up. Um, 
and and we continue to dominate the backboards. We shot well from the the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Still, still some tragedy from three, and and we're my point. I think I think here's here's the thing. I don't mind us shooting five. I don't I don't I don't mind us. Sh- nah, let me back up. We need to shoot less threes. Yeah. And if our threes are gonna come from somebody, so again, I know I know Leaky. He jumped out there in the Miami game and he went four for four. But last night it was it was the shot selection from our guards uh, that I think kind of was, you know, the question at hand. But again, like the shots that came last night, they were, they were more open than they would be in a man-to-man and or in our freelance offense that we run against a man-to-man in the half court. So these, we were setting flare screens, you know, trying to get the ball to the high post, swing, swing, make the zone move. Guys are open. We let it fly. I don't right. mind the shots. Um, to a certain degree, but sometimes it's, it's best to turn down those shots or pump fake, try to drive for certain guys. And right. Leaky is one of those guys. But again, want to continue to build his confidence for sure. But at the end of the day, too, we also have to understand. All right, if we're gonna shoot twenty four threes, maybe one or two should come yeah. from from Leaky. Maybe one or two should come from Caleb right now because he really can't find his shot. Maybe one or two comes from Garrison because he needs to step out and prove that he can shoot it. But then the rest of them, they need to come from Kerwin. They need to come from RJ. They need to come from Puff when he's in the game. And Puff doesn't need to come in the game and only only think he needs to shoot threes too. So that's, that's another deal. So I don't know. But I think last night game, and again, we scored 81 points. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the last time that North Carolina scored 80 points. Against Iowa. Yeah. So, again, and that was a fast, up-tempo game. Yeah. And how many games ago was that? That was, what, seven, eight games ago? Yeah, yeah. So, again, for North Carolina, again, this was I felt like this was the perfect team for North Carolina to play in order for us to continue to gain confidence. And hopefully this will snowball into uh, what it didn't last year as far as win after win after win. Right. Okay. Yeah, the Iowa game was December 8th, so a whole month ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, this is the first game in the last couple of games that Carolina has won the game shooting over 35%. Granted, it was only 40, but still. Hey, over, we'll over take 35%. it. Yeah. Um, we'll the win by it. the numbers. Uh, North Carolina defeated Syracuse last night on uh, Tuesday night, January 12th. Um, 81 to 75, their first 80 point game since Iowa, December 8th of 2020. Um, uh, Garrison Brooks had 16 points, 10 rebounds, his first double double of the season, I believe, in mid January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. Armando Baycott finished with 15 points and, um, and 12 Wait, rebounds. Yeah. Yep. So he had a double double as well. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty solid game from our from the bigs. And Kevin Walton had nine points. But the the star of the night, even though he only had five points, was Leaky Black. Leaky also had seven assists, which was a career high for him and uh four rebounds. But even the listen, I'm trying to tell you what the press I'm, like. I'm listening. My my antennas is up because I mean, really a, 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 a lot of people were really well. You know, they just really liked how um, Leaky kind of shut down Beheim in the second half. I believe um, it was it was definitely the second half because ain't no yeah, he couldn't shut down in the first. Not at all. Beheim had zero points in the second half. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, defensively, Leaky was. Um, what was talked about um, and, and how much he shut down Bayheim and how efficient he was. And there was even some conversation about, you know, should Leakey be running the point going forward? Because he is a, a natural point guard. That's what he played coming into Carolina. Then he was shifted to the wing. So there's, there's been a little conversation there. Should Leakey? And, and I, th- I think we had this conversation before. We did. Like, I don't remember it. I was trying to find yeah. it. I couldn't remember the podcast. But yeah. <laughs> We had this conversation before. Should Leaky go to the the, the point guard? And and my answer is still the same. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. North Carolina runs a freelance offense, so eventually the ball will swing to whoever gives it up. 
like as the point guard. So if you want Leaky setting the back screen to pop out to get the shot, or if you want him bringing the ball up the court, it's, it's, there's really no difference in, in what in what we do. My thing with Leaky last night was I, I do agree with you. I absolutely agree with you that he was big in the second half as far as his defense was concerned. But in the first half, he was getting his butt torched. The whole team was. And then, and then when Leaky was shutting down uh, Behan, uh Quincy start getting going. So like yeah. that, and, and that's another problem with North Carolina in the two big lineup as well. You have guys like Garrison Brooks guarding uh, Garrier. Like that's, that's a, like that's a mismatch all day. So defensively, although we can say Leaky stepped up in the second half and was able to kind of turn off that faucet that Bayham had going. Cause at one point yeah. I think Bayham went off for like nine straight. Yeah. And he started yeah. talking. He was talking big stuff too. Yeah. Said they can't guard me. But then, so, so again, definitely appreciate, you know, Leaky stepping up in the second half, but to call him like the, the unsung hero or the star of the game for, for this particular one. I don't who, know. Who, who's your, um, who's your star of the game then? RJ Davis. Oh, so RJ Davis uh, finished with oh, 12 points and had no re uh, no turnovers, one assist, two rebounds. So why is RJ Davis uh, your player RJ, of the game? RJ hit some timely shots yesterday. Timely. Game after game after game, he has continued to kind of get better at what he is doing. And so – when you have a guy like RJ who came in as, as a shooter, everybody everybody thought that RJ could shoot the basketball. Last night, he kind of proved it a little bit. So when you talk about an RJ Davis, and, and especially with the lack that we're getting from Caleb right now, I felt like that was more of a bigger spark than what Leaky did. And not to diminish what Leaky did. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to do that at all. But I'm just telling you who... I felt like impacted the game more from the standpoint of uh, helping us kind of get over the hump, kind of mm -hmm. help us like, cause, cause again, Leaky did a heck of a job, especially in the second half uh, with his defense. Cause Bayheim went on a, went on a uh, flare one time and yeah. took that one dribble pull up, Leaky beat that thing in the stands and, and started talking to him too. So, so I love the back and forth. I love the energy that we got from Leaky yesterday. I just think RJ played a little bit of a bigger role when it comes to like what North Carolina was able to do, especially offensively. And he did a decent job defensively too. Um, yeah. Especially keeping uh, Gerard kind of in check because that boy can score the basketball. And I think they did a heck of a job keeping him in check. So um, speaking of RJ, do you um... – Going forward, how do you want to see RJ's role develop with Carolina? I think RJ is the perfect point guard for North Carolina. The only thing I, I would like to see him do a little bit better is possibly facilitate um, when it comes to man-to-man -man offense. And that's getting downhill, uh, not necessarily always relying on the jump shot, but getting downhill, getting kickouts, making sure we're kicking out to the right people. Uh, I think that's kind of how his game will continue to grow. But I, I like RJ and I and I like what he's doing for us. The I think the piece, I think the piece when it comes to him and Caleb, because Caleb is so talented and you want to believe that some that things are gonna start to turn around for him. And if they do, North Carolina is gonna be very, very scary going down the stretch. If 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 Caleb can start making a a couple shots here and there, again, last night shot selection just wasn't great for North Carolina. But if Caleb can start to kind of find his way, get into his groove, get downhill, get fouled a little bit first, you know, little stuff like that, mm -hmm. get to the free throw line, make open up the floor, make things easier for him. And also RJ continue to do what he did last night. Now North Carolina becomes the team that you thought they were going to be in the preseason versus the team that you're seeing right now. And even though North Carolina's on a three-game win streak, they still have some improvement but I like the trajectory that they're going right now. Okay, and up next, well, is that all the win by the numbers? Yeah. Um, yeah. The only, you, the you only still thing. still dominated the rebound. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Fa fast break points were 11. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So but from the uh, two that we had against who? Wasn't it two against Miami play? and like yeah. one one against Notre Dame? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, next up, North Carolina plays. Um, Coach Ham and at and Florida State basketball, which I'm excited to see. I, I always enjoy watching. Bro, um, speaking of, oh speaking my goodness, of, I know, I know, I, I I know. I was gonna try and wait till we, later, but I get it. Express your grief. We lost, we lost, we lost Caleb Mills, man. To and then here's my thing. Caleb Mills talking about he want to come home, and then Joker went to Florida. He from North Carolina, dog nabbit. But I'm happy for Coach Ham though. Like I'm happy yeah. for him. Like I can't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because but the cra- and, and I'll say this too, I really did think that Caleb did fit North Carolina system. The reason why he's very he's very crafty with the basketball, he's a playmaker, and he can create his own shot. So I think he would have fit. He is kind of Kobe S. And, and, and when when it comes to that, and I'm not saying that he's Kobe White. Please don't like get out of that. But he can score at an efficient clip, uh, as 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 Kobe kind of did, you know, or did. Excuse me. He he is he's a rung down from Kobe. He ain't Kobe, but it's kind of that type of game that he has for people who don't know who Caleb Mills is. But him going to Florida State, and I don't know if he's eligible to play right away. But no, uh-uh. he'll have to play next. Oh, uh, okay, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. good because I was gonna be nervous about that one. So uh, Florida State actually they play tonight, and they play NC State. That's going to be a a chef kiss of a game. That's gonna be a good game. I'm kind of excited. They play. They they're good this year. I coach. They're good this year. They're they're good. I don't know what it is about them. They're six and three. They've been playing uh, uh, very well. They did lose to Miami though, so technically the the loss that we had to to my uh, to state doesn't count anymore. Um, But uh, they, yeah, that was only kind of the big game that they. Was that a big game? Huh? But that was a game that they lost. Um, that's kind of significant to Miami. They only scored fifty nine points like, too. Like here's the piece. I really feel like they could have they could have lost a few more. Now they played well against Clemson. Um, they they came up short at Clemson, but like I really feel like like they lot- had one, two, all of their games. Three, yeah, four games canceled. And the, yeah. the Louisville game was postponed. So honestly, if you throw that Louisville game in there, they probably would have lost that one. Yeah. Like you, like I, I think they're. I think I, honestly, and, and and they beat us by three. Now, now, mind you, that's that's a win is a win. I don't care about how many numbers it is, but I, I feel like they're still underachieving, bro. Like the talent that they got on that team, yeah. I feel like I feel like NC State should be in the top five of the ACC. Like that's just me personally, but. And I and I think they got a great coach in Keach, and I and I think they have like great talent, and a lot of those kids are from North Carolina. So, and so it, so it makes sense for them to play well against, you know, North Carolina, Duke, you know, those type of teams because of course probably they wanted to go there, and and they they just didn't for whatever reason, or they weren't recruited by them for whatever reason. But I feel like a team like NC State. They have all of the pieces that they need to be successful. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they aren't necessarily reaching the bar. And again, that's that's me speaking. That's that's my expectations of what I feel like NC State should be. The only only team NC State should lose to is us. But they beat us and then losing to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, Florida State and his state, Florida State and NC State plays tonight at 6:30 mm-hmm. on the ACC network. And where, where is State, that game at? Is it, is it in Tallahassee or is it in Raleigh? It's in Tallahassee. Okay. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> Florida State has only lost one game. One game? They've lost no. Clemson. I'm sorry, no, Clemson Florida, and UCF. Florida, yeah. Clemson and UCF. Yeah. So they only lost two games. So, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah I, I'm excited to watch the game on Saturday, and I think it's going to be a really good game. And Yeah. That's coming up next on Saturday at 12 p.m. Probably on, yep, it's probably on ACC Network or ESPN. So, probably. Do you ACC think the Network. ACC is down this year? It's not exciting. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed, um, been watching other teams play. I, I have, God darn it, I hate. I've enjoyed watching Gonzaga's and your Iowa's and 
and then your other teams, your your Rutgers and your um your Michigans. I just you see you see what happened when you open your palate to more than just oh ACC basketball. <laughs> I, I I really you see, have. You see I, this? Yes, I see it, David. Yes. Oh, speaking of, did you see what Michigan did to Wisconsin yesterday? <laughs> yes. Uh, Bro, a thirty-six to three run. Yeah, yeah. I think at one point it got like forty to six or something like that. It was something crazy. Like, hey, Jawan Howard is doing this thing up there. I, I think Michigan. Hey, this this goes to show you, former players becoming coaches just might be a thing. So, if there was a if there was a an aging coach that's you know about to be you know we know he's about to be done. What school should look into hiring previous players that that could use a good rebrand? I think I think any any school that has a a guy that has kind of proven himself. Uh, and we're, and when we're and when we're talking about former players, we're not we're, we they don't have to be at the stature of a Jawan Howard. They yeah. don't they don't have to have multiple years this longevity uh, of, of a career in, in the NBA and, and things like that. Like we're, we're talking about somebody who is, has, has really played the game, who understands it, uh, who is at the level of uh, being able to connect, to kind of bridge the gap between the old and the, and the younger generation. Yeah. Um, and I think that those are the guys that you go and find, because if you can bridge that gap between the older and the younger generation, then I think it makes it. I think it makes it that much better because I think that's what Jawan Howard is doing in Michigan. He's able to bridge that gap from way back with the five, five, five and mm-hmm, to to mm-hmm. to some of the younger generations that uh, the coach previous before him. Uh, his name is slipping my mind for whatever reason. Uh, that 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 he did. He I don't know if he could he could have necessarily patched together. So when you bring in a guy like Jawan Howard and the fact that he was uh, this NBA kind of great. To bring that in, kids are attracted to that. Yeah, more kids want to try to get to the bag, as we talked about on the last yeah. podcast, because you know they dangle that thing in your face so quick. And so now, kids want to jump at the possibility of being coached by somebody who played where they've played or right. where they want to play. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you see Jawan Howard getting some of the top pick, uh, uh, top uh, kids out in the country. But then to put that together with with and also they're old too. We have to we have to be mindful of that. Like Michigan, yeah. uh, the previous coach left behind a, a a decent squad, a decent squad, and they had some transfers coming in. Old boy from uh from uh Wake Forest came in. Mm-hmm. He's looking Brown. better now than he did yeah. at Wake Forest. Wake Forest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like those are those are some of the things that that I think former players that that have turned coaches can bring out of players because we kind of understand it and we see it from a different from a different lens. Uh, than 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 someone who may have not played the game but just been around it all their life. So what you're saying is that um, I don't know. You may have said this before in previous podcasts. I'm not sure, but I think you did. So you're saying that experience in older players result to more stable and and teams and winning games. Is that what you're saying? Is that what we're looking at? Is that what we're looking at? Because the ACC is fairly young. We have a lot of young mm-hmm. players. Kentucky has a lot of young mm-hmm. players, you know. And when you look at, you know, when I think about exciting basketball, there's players that have been there for years. Yep. So, hmm, interesting. I'm the best the best mixture, the best mixture is to have a old team that you can mix one and dones in with. Yeah. Or, or like or potential one and dones. I don't, don't want to just call them one and done. Potential one and dones. So like let let's think about it this way. If 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 Kobe was still at North Carolina mm-hmm. and Caleb was able to play behind him, mm-hmm. Caleb looks ten times better now. Yeah. But because he has he because he has to be thrown and thrusted into like this gauntlet right away, like it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to kind of navigate. And you can even go back to Kobe. If Kobe was able to play behind Joel Berry, mm-hmm. like his understanding and what he would learn and practice from day to day from learning from an older guy yeah. and not necessarily the coaching staff, 
like learning from the older guy, you watching him do it in front of you, it it kind of it kind of helps you navigate that landmine a little bit uh easier. So um yes, the older you are in college basketball, I think the better. But to mix in talent, no matter what age they are, I think is always a plus. But to be able to kind of pull talent along slowly, because because look at Kentucky right now. Mm-hmm. Like they they have a lot of talent, but mm-hmm. they have zo- no experience. Yeah. So, but now you take a Michigan who's mixed in some 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 younger talent with some older guys. Now it just looks so much better. Your your Gonzagas, your mm-hmm. Baylors. Yeah. Even like even even down to uh even down to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like Kansas is struggling a little bit right now, but they're able to hold steady because of the the older guys that they have. Like because their freshmen ain't playing as great either. So I, I think it's a testament to, to to guys staying in school a little bit longer when it comes to when it comes to 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 winning like consistently. Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned Kentucky, there's, <laughs> I'm ready for their rebrand. I'm ready whenever Coach Cal decides to retire, whenever that is. I really think there's going to be a previous Kentucky player that's going to take over that role. And it's going to be, I don't know. I think it's going to be amazing. Mm. I do. I, I, don't, no, I don't really no. know any, like, I can't think of any, like, Kentucky guys I, right now that are, like, in, like in coaching that that I can that I can think of like right off like the first person that comes to mind is somebody like a Tayshawn Prince or somebody yeah, like that yeah somebody that's a little bit older uh mm-hmm. maybe a maybe a Keith Bogans mm-hmm. he, he's 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 there uh yeah I don't, I don't really know I don't really know what about I I want to see Kimba at UConn Kimba Walker yeah as the coach yeah no. No, nah, no, nah, maybe, maybe. I just don't think like, <laughs> like, I, I, like you got mine. Now, mind you, now coaching is a it, it's, like, it's, you're right. A headache right. sometimes. So people, you know, some people it don't want everybody. that headache. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it ain't for everybody. I, I'm gonna make a list of, of former players at different schools I want to see take over, and I, I think Kimber Walker would be good. I, I low key, I want Kyrie to just retire and and open up his own little basketball thing. I really want him to take over Mamba Sports, to be honest with you, and, and just do that for the rest of his life. Wow, clearly, so he can, so he can you know raise what? a bunch of bunch of ballers who think the world flat. <laughs> you know what? We still move on. What was the next topic? Oh. <laughs> I respect Kyrie. We crazy crazy part about him is like I, I respect that. Like you know, knowing thyself and all that kind of stuff, energy and all that kind of stuff. I, I respect I hope you that. Change no that. About it. There, there's no way you can look at the universe and look at like shots from space and just think that it's just flat. I just that's for question. any that's anybody who think the earth is flat. Like, how do you gather that? <laughs> like yeah, because good. that means they that the, there's something has to fall off and nothing is falling off. <laughs> you would see that. I don't know. Right. Um, but before we head on to the NBA, I, we did have Virginia Tech that we wanted to discuss and what Mike Young is doing there. Um, Virginia Tech defeated last night. Uh, who did it? Them do? bombs. They defeated them they bombs. Beat. They defeated Duke, seventy-four to sixty-seven. And I don't think, in all honesty, Duke. No, they did. Did they? I don't think Duke led. They may have. They may have. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, oh, but yeah, um, they they didn't leave in the first half. I can't say that, um, but it was a really good game. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, when you yeah. when you say it was a a good game, like what like what do you mean? Um, I, I just you like you like seeing them. I I like seeing Duke lose. Um, I yeah. The yeah. funny thing is, is that I I hate pitting an asterisk by people who win at Cameron because when you don't have the Cameron crazies, that changes the whole experience at Duke. And and oh, okay. <laughs> oh God. But I, I I agree with you, but I don't care. <laughs> Cause it does. It does change. It, it, does. it absolutely does change. Because when I say when I say like Duke is a completely different team when when the crazies are in the stands yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But guess what? Ain't nobody got their fans in the crowd, pretty much. Oh, you're year. right. So, 
every every atmosphere is different this year. So you got to go on the road and you got to you got to play at home and with with nobody or yeah. or potentially with not as many fans as as it used to be. So um I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching Virginia Tech yesterday. Um and it's crazy because like we we had a kid from team Felton Jalen Cohn who's been phenomenal for Virginia Tech. He's shooting the heck out of the ball from three. Um, and me and me and my assistant coach with me at team Felton mm-hmm. uh, was talking about him the other day, and he hit me and was like, "Bro, you remember that you said Jalen won't gonna make it?" I said, "Boy, shut up." I said, "Shut up." <laughs> I said, "Listen, with Jalen's work ethic, I knew that he was gonna turn himself into a player that could compete at that level." When 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 he when he initially committed to Virginia Tech and Mike Young took over or Mike Young took over, then he committed to Virginia Tech. I, I liked it. I liked it. I didn't necessarily see them using him in this particular role because he can shoot the basketball, but he's a guy that also like was ball dominant in high school, mm-hmm. but he was able to adapt his roles. But again, this is the, this is a perfect example of a kid who was highly talented out of high school and he can come in, he can fit a role. Like Mike Young took the ball out of his hand. So now he's running off of double screens and coming off, catch and shoot, all that kind of stuff. So he's really completely changed his game from being a ball dominant guard, but but he was a facilitator, he was a creator, um, right. to a guy that is really a shooter now. Right. And but but can still also do the other stuff. So again, learning how to adapt your game to the college level that, that can potentially lead you to the NBA level, I think is is one of the lost arts. Uh, in the game uh, because I think kids nowadays think that their game is supposed to fit just like that right away. But for, for a kid like Jalen Cohen, because I know him, like watching him work every single day, like at practice and how diligent he was at some of the things that he did, like I I, I saw this coming from a mile away. Hmm. It might have been two miles. I ain't going to say it was a mile away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, up next, uh, who does Virginia Tech play up next? Let me see. They play uh, Wake Forest. That should be an easy win. Then they play yeah, Boston yeah, College. But I think Boston College, they played somebody the other day, and I was sitting here watching that game. Miami. And they beat Miami. Yeah. They beat the foul, Miami. Yeah. Yeah, they beat the foul, They really did. For their first ACC win. Yeah. But but they've been in they've been in every single game. For real, for real, they should have no. been doing they didn't they won in this Virginia game. They they lost oh, to Virginia yeah, 61-49. Yeah. yeah, that was a little bit of a you know a thumping, but mm, no. yeah, they have been in every game though. You're absolutely right. They yeah. they're not too far off. Yeah, they've been in pretty much they should have beat Duke. Virginia they got beat, but they, that's just they didn't shoot the ball well. But as you can see, they came back and shot the heck out of the ball against Miami. Uh, the Louisville game was a good game. I think they kind of pulled away at the stretch because I seen that game. It was a decent game. And again, they lose the North, they they lose the NC State by three. So with the exact same score that they beat us with, that's crazy. But nonetheless, I, th- I think I think the ACC from top to bottom, like everybody's just okay. Like I think I think the top team could lose to the bottom team. Yeah. Like or any like nobody's really that dominant. Right. And so what you'll see is I think you'll see a fluctuation for who will become like the number of life for me, for me, it's Virginia Tech. And, 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 and this is, and this is now, nah, well, I'm, 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 I'm leaning more towards Florida state, but the way Virginia Tech is playing right now. And again, yeah. they play soon. I, 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 I have to lean towards Virginia Tech. Like they got everything. Yeah. They got a big who can score. They got guards with dogs. They got shooters. Like they got everything that they need to be successful and, and to win the ACC. So we'll we'll see what happens with Virginia Tech. Mike Young is doing a heck of a job down there, which he, which I mean it was it was expected honestly. Yeah. The job that he did at Wofford, like it, yeah. it ain't no different. Like he's yeah. just taking it to honestly probably a little bit better talent. And yeah. when you that good at that level, definitely can translate to the to to a higher level, so to speak. Okay, well moving on to the NBA and I. I wanted to talk about uh, COVID and, and how they're handling it and, and whether the NBA needs to pause their season. Um, Nasty Little was a um, former Carolina player two years ago. Um, he recently just got over a really bad case of COVID-19. He talked about it um, in, in an interview, 
And he just started a couple of days ago, um, his first NBA game since his, um, his illness. But the NBA is trying to find ways to not pause the season due to COVID. But it's literally spiraling out of control to the point where there are not even enough players to play games because of either COVID or injuries. And we're only nine right. games in and there's already significant injuries and, and, and COVID-19 cases or, or protocols that they have to do. So what in the world is, is going on? And specifically, I want to bring up uh, George Hill. Uh, essentially, he said that he's a grown man. He's going to do what he want to do. At the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, to me, that looks like a lack of responsibility and care for not only you know yourself and your family, but also your colleagues. And if you don't want to be responsible, then I think players should opt out. If you feel like you're doing or you're not capable of following the rules to have a successful, safe, healthy season, then you need to opt out. And to me, opting out, you don't get paid this year either. I mean, yeah, you're right because you you don't you have the choice. You're absolutely right. You have the the definitive choice of doing what you want to do. But this is what I'm going to do as as the the coach, as the owner, as the, the league, as Adam Silver, whatever. You're not going to get paid, and you can just opt out, and you can come back whenever COVID's over, since you want to be reckless. That's what I think. So, as I as I uh, as I completely agree with you. I want to play devil's advocate. No, of course you do. Like, especially, especially with the with the George Hill comment, because I, I feel like people kind of took it a little bit. I, I don't I don't think he provided enough context. I ain't gonna say people took it out of hand because what he gave you, you definitely can chop away at. But I do think by him saying, you know, I'm a grown man, I'm gonna do what I want to do. I don't think he was he was saying that maliciously. I don't think he was saying that like. Yeah, I'm a grown man. I'm going to go out here and get COVID and bring it back to everybody. I don't think he was saying that. But I do think he was saying, but man, listen, like, if if we're going to do this thing, like, I can be around my family. Don't tell me I can't be around my family. Don't tell me I can't, you know, like, now, mind you, if you wear a mask, if you wash your hands, they tell you all of that kind of stuff. Go ahead. I, I, I want to do the whole George Hill quote so we can, we can knock this down because I... I think he kind of meant what he said. Not, I don't know. This is a quote. Hey, I yeah, a, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am a grown man. I'm going to do what I want to do. If I want to go see my family, I'm going to go see my family. They can't tell me I have to stay in my room 24-7. If it's that serious, then maybe we shouldn't be playing, but it's life. No one's going to be able to just cancel their whole life for this game. Included in... Um, we want to play the same game, um, but I don't understand some of the rules. We can sweat 48 minutes with the guy next to us, but we can't talk to them afterwards. It makes no sense. Right. So, like, if if if, if we can sweat with each other, and we just play the whole game, but I can't I can't come chat with you afterwards. I can't say what's good. Like like like, does that not make sense? No, you're absolutely so, right. Right. So in that statement, he said, I don't want to stay in my room 24-7. Who does? Like, who does want to stay in their room 24-7? You know what I'm saying? And, and again, that, 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 that doesn't mean he out here being reckless. So again, it, you can go somewhere if you wear a mask. Why why can't you go somewhere if you wear a mask? Yeah, isn't, isn't that the protocol? That why is can't the you protocol. Go somewhere? So, so again, I understand. I understand that. And, and again, why can't he see his family? Like that that's the that's the part where I kind of understand. Now now mind you, I do understand that he is absolutely like he has to go and and again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. He has to go and he has to be around his teammates and all that kind of stuff and but like his immediate family. Now mind you, I like again, you can't have all your cousins at the crib and all that kind of stuff. Come on now, like when we when we say this, like let's keep it in the context, I feel yeah. like yeah. Like this isn't like he's talking about like having a big shindig at the crib. Ain't nobody got no masks on and we just going to be in there grooving. I don't think it's that. I think it is. A, it is a case to where like, yeah, some of the rules may need to be a little bit clearer or just take these jokers back to a bubble. Like, and, 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 and then if you want to opt out, opt out. Now, 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 but, but here's the piece. 
the reason that they played this NBA season was because, again, there's a bottom line. The North Carolina, not, not, not say North Carolina, the NBA has lost so much money this year. Yeah. Behind COVID. Like, bro, I'm talking about millions on top yeah. of millions yeah. of dollars. Like players are losing their salaries to a, to a certain degree. You know, some some jokers ain't getting hit yeah. like that. And twenty five million versus forty million ain't that big of a dang on the difference. But at the end of the day, I will say you are correct. If George Hill does not want to play, or if he doesn't want to adhere to the rules that the NBA has set for, then absolutely you need to opt out. You absolutely. But the NBA also, I feel like, can't necessarily say you can't see your family. You can't see like because again, when when they was in the bubble, they had zero positive tests. They allow family members to come down and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Like if, if that's the case, get these jokers tested personally on your own time. That way, you know your 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 inner circle is cool. But I don't I don't feel like there's so when he said that, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. But I do also see how everybody can kind of chop it up. When it comes to you know him, him especially him saying I'm a grown man, I'm gonna do what I want to. Everybody kind of took that as oh he's being negligent or whatever the case may be. Where I just kind of felt like it was a uh, yeah if I want to see my family, I'm gonna see my family, and and you know I, I'll make sure I'm careful though. I, I hope I hope that's what he's doing, you know. And, and again, I, that's I think for me it's not so much about you it's everybody else that's the concern because everyone mm -hmm. else has to have the same level of responsibility and and care and tactfulness that you do so it's not okay. that you can't go see your your aunt because we're worried about you we don't know where your aunt's been and we don't know how your aunt is and we and that's the concern it's everybody else that's just like driving that's just like my right. mom saying you know what i'm not worried about you driving i'm worried about everybody else and everybody else you got to drive for yourself and others absolutely, absolutely. right so, so, so in that, in that, I now there, there's the piece. In that, George Hill definitely has to drive for himself and others. He has to understand that, hey, you been cool, you you ain't been going nowhere. Who gonna okay, really I'm, honestly be like, yeah, I ain't but, been but, to the strip club. Like my auntie, well, like if I want to go see my auntie, auntie, you been to the strip club? <laughs> you, where you where you been? You know what I'm saying? So I can come give you a hug real quick. I miss you. Like I, I don't, I don't see necessarily. I, I get it. I get it. You can wait until the season is over for that. But at the same time, as much as and again, me, David, I agree with everything that you said. But me playing devil's advocate is more like, bro, he can go see Auntie real quick. Like now, now it, as long as it's not again. Wear your mask, stay six feet away, whatever the case may be, and that way you ain't getting into no no stuff. Okay. So the problem is these jokers be out here with no mask. And that's that's like, reckless. So so now, like when you saw, I don't know if you if you seen it, you know, Kyrie's been absent with <laughs> with the net. <laughs> I just love, I I absolutely love who Kyrie is because he just. He doesn't care. He just he got zero. Give. Zero. <laughs> Z, like he does not give two flying fuzz cakes what y'all think, what y'all print. If he don't want to go to work, he ain't gonna go to work. And and like seeing him pop out allegedly, this, this isn't confirmed, but his sister's birthday and his father's birthday was on the twelfth, and they had pictures and video <laughs> of him celebrating his sister's birthday at a club in Jersey. And I'm sure it was a closed off club. It wasn't like a, a, a party party, but it was. It looked like close friends and family. So when you think of things like that and what the NBA is trying to control, it, that's what gives me an example of what George Hill is saying. I'm going to do what I want to do. And Kyrie, we all know how important his sister and his father is. Like his sister and father is, is, is it got to be next to Jesus almost. And it's just like, you know. He don't believe in Jesus. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he, he don't believe in Jesus. Well, like, that doesn't make like he doesn't like he don't he doesn't. You didn't hear him say on Christmas Day he don't celebrate Christmas. Like that's not his thing. Like that, like yeah, that's not his thing. So, so, so it again. makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> it, it, oh yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. It, you know it, when the joke ain't grounded, right? <laughs> hey, it is very nobody, own brand. Right. That's yeah, that's and that's and there's no shot at Kyrie for real, bro. Like I, I really because again, you're entitled to believe in what you want to believe yeah. in. But as you say, like if if bro, if it's my sister's birthday, now now again, the, the NFL had the same problem, bro. We 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 asked y'all asking players to miss like birthdays, y'all asking people to miss, you know, celebrations. Y'all asking people to miss life. Now, mm -hmm. mind you, there is a two-way street, like you said. Kyrie can absolutely opt out. Yeah. George Keel can absolutely opt out if you don't want to deal with the rules and regulations. Yeah. So, and, and so, as and, but but who gonna leave that kind of money on the table? You know what I'm saying? Like like there's people out here with no jobs. Yeah. Like grinding. Gotta... I ain't got no job right now. <laughs> like gotta... my season, my season in the G League was 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 terminated. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we we and, and 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 my team decided to merge with another team and go down to 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 the bubble. I think it's in Atlanta or or or, or Florida, wherever they're going, yeah. which, which left me without a job right now. Yeah. But you got a guy like Kyrie that's making millions upon millions, mm -hmm. and they and they don't take it as as seriously. But I will say this: I can't I can't fault them. For wanting to be there for his sister on her birthday, yeah. I can't fault them. But but there is a sense of responsibility that says, "Hey, listen, all right, sis, I love you to death. Like you know, with this season going on, with all this stuff going on, I ain't gonna be able to make it this year. We'll celebrate after the season. But again, there comes a there comes a sense of responsibility in that. And dealing with grown men, you would expect them to kind of be that. But at the end of the day, I think the NBA can put different things in, in, in play but again all of that affects the bottom line and that and that money that money is about the money that's why they're not in a bubble because it's about the money but if, if they don't feel like fans gonna be able to come to the game no time soon then they definitely need to go back to a bubble i just Kyrie is just everything so Kyrie <laughs> is not expected to play against the nets uh right tonight he played for the nets but who who he playing? I mean, <laughs> the Knicks. My bad. He's not expecting. Well, look, he might not be playing for them either. But <laughs> Kyrie is not playing against the Knicks tonight. But what's even funnier? Like I just googled Kyrie's name. This this fool was spotted on the DA's candidate Zoom call last night. <laughs> the who? A DA candidate. Um, he was uh. Instead of playing for the Nets on Tuesday, <laughs> Brooklyn star Kyrie Irving took part in a video call launch party for a Democratic candidate for Manhattan district attorney. <laughs> and look, you got to look at his picture, though. No, you got to look at Zero jumps given. <laughs> look at him. Look. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the epitome of zero jumps given. <laughs> Hey, my man Kyrie said, man, I ain't worried about what y'all talking about, man. I'm going to go over here and support this Democrat that's going to be running. Hey, I ain't mad at him, man. Uh, Listen, I, I definitely think the NBA needs to put some, uh, and again, they have enhanced their 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 protocols, but I think when it when it all boils down to it, it is, it is a responsibility on the players to yeah. kind of take this seriously. And, you know, you, you know players who've had it, like, like Yanasia Littles, that the case has been, you know, very dramatic. Uh, and then you've had players that had it that it wasn't that serious for. Um, or you had a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, who lost yeah. seven, eight family members to it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. so there, there's two different ends of the spectrum in where I feel like people are looking at this disease. And, and unfortunately, like it has run, it, 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 has, it has torn a, a hole in this world, especially, you know, financially for families and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, again, I hope we come together and, you know, something comes of it. Uh, you know, I believe in in, in Jesus and them. So <laughs> I just pray that he got something better for us on the other side. But at the end of the day, uh, again, it, it, it will take <clears throat> it will take the players being a lot more responsible uh, for their actions than what they're what they're doing. Um, and, and we're going to wrap it up after this, but I just want to say, I can only imagine what is 
it's like for players like a Carl Anthony Towns to hear players react like this. Like that's gotta right. hurt to some degree. Like people have really lost loved ones, and then to hear your colleagues just have no regard for it, and, and to think it's just it's simple, it, it has and to I, hurt. And, I mean, and again, and again, and, and 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 again, this is again me playing devil's advocate. It hits differently when it affects you versus absolutely, somebody. Else. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like it hits different. Like Joker's still texting and driving. Yeah. It, like there's a danger to it. But you ain't gonna stop texting and driving until something dramatic happens. You know what I'm saying? You're so, absolutely right. Like so, and so like as I say that, like it's it's not to necessarily put fear out there, but it also like gives the perspective of understanding, okay, this affects me this way because I've lived through this and this is my perception of it. Yeah. Like I, I saw I saw a picture today of of two people looking at the number six. One was looking at it and it was a six. One was looking at it and it was a nine. And it was saying, just because you're right doesn't mean the other person is wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's just about perspective. And so, when you, and so when you look at it that way, again, George Hill, Kyrie Irving, uh, James Harden, they can act this way because it hasn't affected them the way that yeah. it has affected a car, Anthony Towns, or Nasir Little, as far as the seriousness of the actual COVID uh, virus. So, right. you know, again, I, I hope they can come to a common ground as far as the NBA and, and, and the games are concerned, and they can continue to kind of <clears throat> get through this season. Again, I don't know if 70 games, I never thought 70 games was possible, but at the yeah. end of the day, it, it could be, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I think they should go back to a bubble, but we'll see. All right. That's it. That's a wrap. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for joining <laughs> us for another edition of the Player and the Fan. We want to give a shout out to our sponsors, our Lamar Clothing. Yes. You know, we ain't got on no, no, no clothing right now. Not a bit. Lamar said he got another package coming for us. I'm excited. So I'm ready. I'm ready to see. I'm excited what Lamar got for us. Y'all follow him at All Lamar Clothing on Instagram. I don't know if he got a Twitter, but definitely on Instagram. And mm-hmm. then also uh, Vito. Vito with my canvas on T. My canvas. On T. <laughs> I will put all their information uh, down below. It'll be up here somewhere. But yeah, you'll definitely get all their information. So please go and support them, whether it's buying a mug, buying a t shirt, buying a bracelet, buying whatever. Um, yeah please do so. Uh, they're really great people, great brands, uh, Black-owned businesses. Um, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. And y'all know how we do it. Yeah, go support Black-owned businesses. We have a 